Hello everyone, this is Pastor Alex Alejandro reminding you that one encounter with Jesus Christ changes everything. God bless you and thanks for listening. Amen. We still need Jesus, don't we? I think we can all say, Jesus, I still need you. It doesn't matter what help we get from the government. It doesn't matter what help we get from friends. It doesn't matter how strong our families are. It doesn't matter how many friends we have. We still need Jesus. We, we have to have him. And the Holy Spirit power in us every single day. We got to ask for it. We say, God, today, you know what I'm facing. I still need you. I need your Holy Spirit to dwell in me. I still need you, Father God. Amen? We still need Jesus. Glory to God. If you want to turn with me in the book of Matthew, we're going to be in the book of Matthew for uh, most of this. And there will be other ones we'll skip to or, or go to. But first of all, Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. And then we'll also read 14. This is what it says. Thank you, Father God, for your holy word today. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And this is the verse that I want you to hone in on this morning. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now let me read 14 for you. For ye, for if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. 15. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Again, it is not something that we just get to receive and move on. We get to receive so that we can freely give. When God gives us forgiveness, we get to freely give forgiveness to other people. It should not be anything in our spirit to forgive. It should be an automatic thing to forgive. Even, even if somebody curses us right to our face, the first response should be forgiveness and love through the Spirit of God because that's what He gave to us. We need Jesus to forgive and to be forgiven. That's number one this morning. We need Jesus to forgive and to be forgiven. He has already forgiven us our sins and all we get to do now is forgive those that would sin against us. Those that would persecute us, those that would curse us, those that would, would physically hurt us. Whatever it is, we get to forgive. Amen? If you recall in the book of Acts, Stephen, Stephen, the, 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 the disciple of Jesus, he was stoned to death. And as he was being stoned, he was crying out to God saying, Father, forgive them. Wow. Can you imagine that? That... That is an example above all examples. Mine is the one that Jesus gave because Jesus gave that first example. On the cross, as Jesus was being murdered slowly on that cross for our sins, he said to his father, 
Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. They don't know because they don't know. So we have to forgive people because they don't know the Father yet. They don't know the forgiveness of Jesus yet. They're still lost. When you look at somebody that's coming against you, what you need to see is you need to look past the sin and you need to see that soul that's crying out for forgiveness. And we can give it to them. We can just tell them, I forgive you. Or we can just love them. We can show them grace. They're not going to understand why you do it or you're doing that because they're wanting hate brought back to them. They want, they're expecting that. But when we give them Christ, we can show them God. And that soul within will begin to move closer to that God that they need through us. Amen? Glory to God. We need Jesus today to forgive and to be forgiven. That's number one. Uh, look at Ephesians 1.7. Ephesians 1.7. In whom we have redemption through His blood. Glory to God. For the, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. That's how much we are richly rich in the Spirit of God. He gave His blood so that we could be redeemed. So that we could be forgiven. Colossians 1 21 through 22, this is what it says. And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works. He's talking about what we used to be. He said, before you met me, you were once afar from me. You were separated from me. You were in sin. At, at, at one time in your life, you were in sin and, and, and you had wicked works. And it says, yet now have he reconciled, verse 22, in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. He died so that we wouldn't have to choose that. We don't have to choose death. We get to choose life because Jesus took the death for us. Amen. He took it from us. We don't have to be hung up on death. We can be hung up on life. We can receive life because Jesus took death and he defeated it on the cross. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Number two, we need Jesus in order to love the sinner and not the sin. We need Jesus in order so that we can look past the sinner uh, and, 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 not lo and love the sinner and, and not love the sin. Amen. We don't have to agree with their sin, but we can love them through the sin because that's what Jesus did for us. Jesus loved people through their sins. He went right up to them. And, and, and if you recall this, uh, in, in those times that Jesus walked on the earth, it was still the custom of the Jewish people not to intermingle with the unclean. Amen? They used that term, unclean, because they couldn't defile themselves by going to people that were in sin. And if you looked dirty, if you acted dirty, if you had a disease, then you were labeled unclean because they thought because you're sick, you must have sinned to receive that sickness. That's what they believed. And Jesus said, no, that's not the way. You lost your way. Let me show you the light. You're supposed to love them. You're supposed to love them in the middle of their sin, in the middle of their sickness. You're supposed to bear their burdens because guess what? That's what I'm doing for you. That's what I did for you. And that's what I'm calling you to do 
love the sinner, but don't love the sin. You can't, you can't agree with them on the sin, but you can love them through it because eventually you will win them over with love to God. Amen? So that's why we need Jesus. Look at the book of Luke, chapter 5, verses 27 through 32. And this is, this is where Matthew gets called up by Jesus. Okay? His name is Levi, and he's also Matthew. They, they had Roman and Jewish names. If you, if you, if you uh, uh, ever look at that, uh, there was always a, a Roman and a, and a Jewish name because just like when they were in Babylon, they were given Babylonian names and they still had their Jewish names. You know, so think about that. <laughs> had a lot of names to keep up with. If you were descendants of people from Babylon and now you're Jewish and, yeah, yeah, well, we were this in Babylonian, this, but now we're back to this, but now we're this in Roman's day, but now we're back. <laughs> That'd be confusing, amen? A lot of names. Glory to God. Here's verse 27. And after these things, he went forth and saw a publican, or in other words, a tax collector named Levi. Here's Matthew. Sitting at the receipt of custom. And he said unto him, follow me. Those were the words Jesus said to him. Follow me. Glory to God. The power that comes with those words from Jesus. Follow me. Verse 28. And he left all, rose up, and followed him. Verse 29, And Levi made him a great feast in his own house, and there was a great company of publicans and of others that sat down with them. You know, because he, you know, he was a publican, so publicans were the tax, tax collectors. They were like with the Pharisees and the scribes. They were the, the upper ups of the Jewish people, right? They, they were looked upon as like, oh, you, you know, these guys have authority. We got to make sure you, you know, you know walk, walk softly by them. So, so he throws a feast. And here comes these other publicans. Well, if a publican throws a feast, of course, other publicans are going to come, right? That's what you do. Glory to God. And Jesus was with them. But their, but their scribes and Pharisees murmured. Now, wait a minute. The scribes and the Pharisees, wait, 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 wait. Okay, that's a publican giving a feast, but uh, who's this other guy? He's not supposed to be here. Amen? That's what they were looking down upon. They murmured against his disciples, Jesus and his disciples, saying, Why do ye eat and drink with publicans and sinners? Why are you intermingling with these sinners? That's not what we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to defile ourselves with, with their kind. That's what the scribes and the Pharisees were saying. 31, And Jesus answered and said to them, They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. And verse 32, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners into repentance. Amen? Jesus said, I'm not here for the proud. I'm here for the ones that will humble themselves and realize that they need a doctor. They need a healing. They need salvation. I'm here for those who are already humbled enough to realize, I need Jesus. Amen? How many here are going, I need Jesus? How many here know, I got to humble myself every day and say, I still need you, Jesus. I can't do this on my own. There's no way I can carry all these burdens. I need you, Jesus. And Jesus, that's what he said. I come for those that know that. I come for those that are sick, not the ones that are whole, not the ones that are saying, I got it all together. Leave me alone. I'm okay. I don't need your prayer. I don't need your Jesus. I got it all together. We know that's a lie. <laughs> Amen? Because we used to say that. And we know that doesn't work. We need Jesus. In Matthew 9, 12 to 13, this is the same account in the book of Matthew, the last part. He says, but Jesus heard that. He heard the murmurings of the scribes and the Pharisees. And I, I'm reading from Matthew because here in Matthew, it adds a little bit more of what Jesus says there at the end. 
So in verse 12 of Matthew 9, but Jesus heard that and he said to them, they that be whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. But go ye and learn what that meaneth. He's telling the scribes, you need to study the word. You need to go learn what that means. He's basically saying to them, you need to learn how to humble yourself. Because it's not by your, by your power and your might that you're going to make it to heaven. You go figure that out. I know that's funny how Jesus said that to them, but he does. He says, you need to learn that. <laughs> you need to learn humility. He was trying to humble the scribes and the Pharisees. He's speaking to them as the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and they don't even realize it. But go ye and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy. This is what Jesus is saying in verse 13. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. For I am not to call the righteous, but the sinners to repentance. He came for us who know that we can't do this to, uh, alone. He's here for the sinners. He's here to love them into, back, back into the kingdom. He's here when they're at their point of need, where they're humbled beyond the pride. Amen. When they basically say, I, I can't do this anymore. Jesus, help me. I need Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. He came for the, the ones that need a physician. Glory to God. Um, so number two, we need Jesus to love the sin or not the sin. Because that's what he did. Uh, number three this morning. We need Jesus to evangelize. Amen. We hear the word evangelize and we're thinking, wait a minute. That's one of those words that doesn't pertain to me in the church because I'm not an evangelist. And we think I have to be trained first. I have to, I have to go through some classes in order to evangelize. But that's not, that's not true. I mean, you can go. You can become an evangelist. If God is calling you to become an evangelist, you can go and study about evangelism. But all you need is Jesus. All you need is Jesus to evangelize because the true meaning of evangelism is in the word evangelize. That's where you get the word gospel. That's where you get the word good news. An evangelist is simply somebody who brings the message of good news to somebody else. That's it. That's it. You are an evangelist because you carry the good news of Jesus. He has shown you the way. He has shown you the light. And all you got to do is give it to somebody. All you got to do is share it and say, hey, have I told you about my Jesus? By the way, I, I have a Savior who died for my sins. And I just want to tell you that if you ever need somebody to pray with, if you ever need somebody to comfort you, I know somebody that can do that. And I can pray with you. And the Comforter will come because I know Him. He comes to me and I can bring Him to you. Let me tell you about my Jesus and what He did. That's evangelism. Plain and simple. It's giving the good news of the gospel. Amen? Evangelism. Glory to God. So we need Jesus to evangelize. Look at Matthew uh, 28, 18 through 20. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, This is what Jesus said, amen? All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Amen? All power. And this is what he says to the disciples after he says, All power is given unto me. He says, Go. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. That doesn't leave anybody out, by the way. Teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father 
and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. All power means you don't leave any of that out. You don't leave anybody, any, you don't leave the Holy Spirit out. You don't leave Jesus out. You don't leave God out. All power is given unto me because of God, because of the Son, and because of the Holy Spirit. That's all power. He says, baptizing them in all three, triune God, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Commanded. He said, I, I've commanded you all these things, so now I'm telling you, go! Go tell them about me. Go tell them the good news of what I've done for them. I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. He has never left and he's never going to leave. If we abide in Jesus, if we go tell people about Jesus, it is our commandment from Jesus to tell the world the good news of the gospel, to tell them that Jesus died for their sins. They don't have to die. They can live. And that's what we have to do. We've got to tell them all the way until the end of this world, until Jesus returns and ends the whole thing and brings life forever and eternity again. Amen? We have to go. That's what Jesus was saying. Jesus went straight to the wretched and to the unclean. See, he needed to show a direct contrast to the teachings of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes. They had it wrong. They lost their way. The people of God lost their way again. Amen? You know, and you, we look at Israel, we look at the Hebrew people, and we see how they lost their way over and over again. And we're thinking, man, what was wrong with them? But they're just examples of us. Hey, we're grafted into that family now. <laughs> just so you know, you're grafted into the most dysfunctional family that ever existed. <laughs> Glory to God. But Jesus came into the picture. And he said, no, no, no. Let me show you the light. Let me show you the way. Let me show you truth. Let me give you life. It's not that we separate ourselves from people. It's that we separate ourselves from sin. It's not the people. It's the sin. Love the people. Hate the sin. Amen? And in order to love people the way Jesus wants us to love people, we have to tell them the gospel of Jesus. That's the greatest love you can give somebody in the entire world, is to love them enough to share the gospel with them, to tell them what Jesus did on the cross for you. It's all about the cross. Paul says, I know nothing. Everything that I've learned. Now remember, Paul was a very learned guy. He, he went to theology schools. He went, he studied in the Greek. He studied in the Roman. I mean, he knew it. This guy was educated. If you could compare Paul to somebody today, he would be some guy, some guy with a doctorate. You'd say Dr. Paul, you know? That's what you'd call him. And he would be writing all these books about everything he knew and what he has studied. But at the end of all those books, and probably in the beginning of the books, he would say, this is the account, this is the writing of Paul, a slave to Christ. I'm just a servant. I'm just here to give a message. I am nothing. Christ is everything. Amen? That's what he would say to us. And that's what he says to us in this gospel. And that's what we need to say to people. Say, I am nothing, but Christ is everything. Let me tell you about my Jesus. He is everything. Glory to God. So he went to the unclean. The leper asked him, and he says, Canst thou make me clean? <laughs> Isn't that awesome? I love that. The leper asked Jesus, Canst thou make me clean? 
Will you please make me clean, Jesus? I need you. And that's exactly why Jesus came. And that's why he always sought the ones that were sick. That's why he always went to the ones that were blind and sick. Because he wanted to show an example to everyone around that it's about the people, not the sin. They're not sick because they sin, because they sin. They're sick so that I might come and show my glory to everybody. So that I can perform a miracle and that everybody else will see that there is a God in heaven and that I'm here to give you life and I'm here to heal you spiritually and physically. And we need to give that message to people. Amen? So we still need Jesus to forgive and to be forgiven. We still need Jesus to love the sin or not the sin. And we still need Jesus to evangelize those that don't know Jesus yet. Amen? Glory to God. Y'all pray with me this morning. Thank you, Father God. Lord, we're so thankful for your message. God, we're so thankful for your message. You said you're here to give us life. You're the giver of life. And Lord, we got to love people in that message, through that message, Father God. We got to tell them there is life. You don't have to die. You don't have to slowly die in this world. You can slowly go into eternity with life. The time you're given today is to serve Christ and is to live abundantly under that calling. Not of the world's calling, but of God's calling. God, we're so thankful for your message today. We're so thankful for your word that you've given us today. God, we just praise you for the Holy Spirit power that resides in us today. Let us take it, let us take it out of these walls as we leave today. Lord, we carry that Holy Spirit power. We carry that message. And we know in faith that you're going to show us somebody. You're going to show us somebody either today, tomorrow, or the next day. But it's going to be your perfect timing. If we are led by the Spirit, we're going to live in that Spirit. And we're going to speak through that Spirit to somebody who needs to hear your word. Who needs to hear your gospel. We praise you, Father God. And we thank you for meeting us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. If you want to make a lifelong decision to follow Jesus Christ, pray this with me. Dear God, I am a sinner. I am sorry and I repent of my sins. I accept your free gift of grace that was your son, Jesus, his death on the cross for the forgiveness of all my sins. Come and live in my heart and I make you the Lord of my life. Amen. If you pray, prayed that prayer with me, I want you to know that you're freed from sins. You're a, you have become a new creation in God because of Jesus Christ. The next steps are crucial. The next steps are very important. If you've made this decision to follow Jesus Christ and to follow him the rest of your life, find a good Bible preaching church. Get connected to the Christian community that believe in Jesus Christ and preach according to the full gospel of the Bible. Begin to study that Bible. And then follow the Spirit's call for your life. I'm excited for you and your decision that you have made.
And I'll be praying with you that God will lead you through the Holy Spirit to the full salvation knowledge that he has for you. God bless you. Well, that concludes this episode of The Encounter. Thank you for taking time to meditate on the Word today. God bless you, and may the Spirit of God guide and lead you always.